Good evening and welcome to another episode of Boo My Dad Says. My name is John. And I'm Becca. And we're your tour guides through the world of the paranormal. We've got a whole lot of history, a whole lot of mystery, and a whole lot of weird. So sit back, relax, and prepare for a spine-tingling time. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Boo My Dad Says. My name is John. And I'm Braden. And tonight we're going to be talking about our visit to the Chester Inn. We did a ghost hunt uh, Friday night and Saturday night. Well, Brady just did Saturday night and I did both nights. But before we get into that, I want to uh, say a big thank you to uh, a couple of uh, subscribers. We had uh, Sheila Miller who joined us on Patreon, and I wanted to give her a great big shout out and a big thank you from the bottom of our hearts for supporting the show. You have no idea how much that means to us and how big of a help it is to, um, you know, further our, uh, our show to make it better. And we also have Melanie, who uh, bought us a coffee on the uh, Buy Me a Coffee site. Uh, I want to give a big thank you to her, too. And if you uh, recognize that name, it was because last week I did a shout out for her show. Um, and uh, she uh, did a shout out on mine on her recent episode. And she was nice enough to buy us a coffee. So want to give a big thank you for for that. Now, I guess you're wondering, yes, Becca's not in the chair today, and that's because, you know, she doesn't do ghost hunts, but uh, Brady, he's quite into them. He's enjoying them, having a lot of fun with us, and, um, you know, we, uh, we had a lot of experiences, and also, if you like our show, come join us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. Come like our page. Just look for Boo My Dad Says. We can also be found on Instagram and Twitter. Ooh, lunch was uh, <laughs> was uh, was affecting me there. <laughs> but it can be uh, found on Instagram and Twitter. And we, are, as I said, we are also on Patreon. And let me explain a little bit about Patreon. I mentioned it last week, and I have got it all set up and ready to go. On Patreon, we've got several different tiers. Uh, we have the uh, $1 tier where you just get a you get a heartfelt thank you from the bottom of our heart. On the $2 tier, you're going to actually get ad-free episodes. So that means no more commercials on the uh, front end of the show. And I will also clip out any of the uh, shout-out episodes or like other podcasts that I do. So all you're going to get is the uh, us talking about the history and the hauntings, and uh, you'll get our just talking about our Facebook and our thank yous. And then on the uh, next tier up, we have a $5 tier, and that gets you the, uh, the episodes that are early, or um, like the ad-free episodes. You're going to also get uh, some of our... Bonus content. Now, like I added the attempted Haynes content uh, to um, our site, and I put it under the $2 tier this time. 
because I wanted everybody to get a chance to see that. But typically, our bonus episodes will go into the $5 tier. And you also get the ad-free and all of that good stuff. And then we have a $10 tier where you get all the ad-free and the bonus episodes. Plus, we're going to send you some swag. You're going to get a sticker. We'll, uh, we're going to have some Boom My Dad Says stickers made up, and we'll get you those sent out to you. Make some Boom My Dad Says sweaters and stuff, merch. Well, that'll be coming. That's That'll be coming in time. Okay. And then finally, we have our final tier, and that that's that's kind of like our super VIP uh, tier, and that is the uh, $35, and you get everything that I talked about before, plus you get to co-host an episode with me and Becca. So, or me if I'm here. Or Brady if, uh, if it's uh, one that he's here. But... Um, so that's kind of what the Patreon is going to be doing. And, you know, then that's just going to go to helping us some of our with some of our overhead that we uh, have on the show, uh, like the uh, for me to do some marketing, for me to um, keep our equipment up to date and to be able to take care of like my website dues or pay for my music um that I have to uh, do a monthly on. So the, those things like that, they just help. They're just going to help some of the uh, cost of the show. Plus it does, it'll pay for some of these ghost hunts that we're going on um, that we then turn around and bring back to you, the listeners. So yeah, today we are going to be talking about our ghost hunt that we did at the uh, Chester Inn here in Jonesboro. Uh, what did you think about that last night, Brady? It was cool. There was some crazy stuff there. Yeah, it was. Um, but let's do a little bit of the history of the Chester Inn, and then we'll talk about the different things. Because, yeah, last night, you got the better end of the deal last night. Um, Friday night was a little quieter, but uh, last night we definitely had some pretty wild experiences. And, um, yeah, it is crazy. So... A little bit about the history of the Chester Inn. The Chester Inn was founded by Dr. William Chester, and it was built in 1797. And it was on the what was called the Old Stage Road in Jonesboro. And for those of you who are not from Jonesboro, you um, what do you what do you know about Jonesboro, Brady? I live in it. You live in it. You live in it. Matt I lives live in, in it. it. Yes, Mom but in what about the, the dog lives in it. <laughs> what about the historical part of it? What do you know about Jonesboro historical wise? It is what in Tennessee. Uh, the oldest town in Tennessee. That's right. That is the I oldest town that. in Tennessee. I totally knew that. <laughs> so, yeah. So the Chester Inn. It was it was built in 1797, and it was built mainly because being a small town doctor, Doctor William Chester. He needed something to supplement his income. So he uh, had he built the inn and it quickly became the finest inn on the western frontier and through the years the Chester Inn has had many names including the Bell Tavern, the Union Hotel, the Planters House and the Jonesboro Inn. And in the late 1940s the inn was converted into apartments 
And then the state of Tennessee bought it in 1989 and restored the building to its 1880-1890 facade to, um, you know, just kind of keep that, you know, keep its signature look because it's got a big front porch on the front of it. I mean, it's a very beautiful building on the outside. There have been several businesses that have been set up in the uh, in the end. Do you remember some of the ones they talked about, Brady? Uh, oh, yeah. Barbershop. I knew yeah. that. It was it was a, a, at one time it had a barbershop. Uh, Dr. Chester also ran his apothecary shop um, in the late 1790s and early 1800s in the cellar of the uh, the building. And it was also at one point the town library until the library was moved to its current location. The better building, the bigger building, the bigger building. Yeah, so I don't, more books. Yeah, I don't know how they uh, kept all the kept everything in the library. You know, it must have been a pretty small library. I mean, the building itself is rather big, but to to hold the library, yeah, I don't um, now. It was, uh, as Brady said, it was a barber shop. Uh, it was a library. It's now a museum that um, museum we got to visit. Yes, it's very well done. Very beautiful on the inside. Uh, also, there was there's the lodging rooms. The way it was set up back when it first started out, the beds and were just basically it was just beds were lined along the walls of two large rooms uh, on the uh, third floor. Let's see. Two large rooms on the third floor of the east side of the building. And, you know, weary travelers, you know, eager for a good night's sleep could just come in, rent a bed for himself or even share a bed with another guest for a lesser fee. That just kind of weirds me out. Just sharing a bed with somebody you don't know. That's just kind of kind of wild. But it was, you know, quite luxurious for its time. Uh, I think some of the things that we had run across that it was the first in on the Tennessee frontier to provide feather beds. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, a good feather bed, you, yeah, that's pretty comfortable, man. And it was also here that Andrew Jackson came to spend many nights. In 1836, the inn was doubled in size, adding some private rooms on the second and third floors of the west side of the building. And uh, we did some of our uh, investigation in the, the private rooms there last night. The uh, the inn has also uh, played host to three United States presidents, Andrew Jackson, James K. Polk, and Andrew Johnson. And if you the know your history, they were all three Tennessee presidents. So, yeah, that's that's just kind of a rough history of the Chester Inn. Of the Chester Inn, the museum. By the way, it is free to tour. You don't. Uh, they they do ask for donations, but it's not. Um, they don't charge you anything to actually go into the museum. So it, it'd be if you're ever in Jonesboro, go by, check them out. Now let's moving on to our ghost hunt. We participated in a, the very first ever public ghost hunt in the Chester at the Chester Inn. Well, you participated in the second one. Yes. I participated I in the first and the second. I am not part of CRS Paranormal History. You yeah. are. I am part of SRS Paranormal History. I, I thought it was CRS. No, it's SRS. <laughs> but yes, uh, SRS Paranormal, they are a local uh, paranormal investigation team that came in uh, to run this public investigation. And they are a really cool group of people. 
Um, they are they were founded, I think, back uh, was it two thousand five? Uh huh. Yeah. I've only been to two of these. You've been to like four. Well, yeah, they were founded back in two thousand five by um, by Matt. And, um, you know, and he has some really cool experiences and I am going to ask some of these guys to be on the show one day because they have had some really great experiences that I would love for you guys to hear about. And they've kind of grew since then. And now they're like, uh, I think 11, 12 people on their team right now. And they've got some psychic mediums and they do a really great blend between the old Victorian ways of communicating with spirits and the, current and the current modern technology. It's a very neat blend that allows them, I feel like, to get some really good results. And so let's go into what we, what I witnessed and what you witnessed there on Friday night and Saturday night. And uh, we started out on Friday night. We started out in the one of the private bedrooms. And I will say that room, it was a lot more active last night than it was on Friday. Uh, but the the room in of itself, they have, they have some um, old antiques in the room. And they've got these couple of these antique dolls that was laying on the bed. Yeah, those things were freaky. I mean, we're talking they had this, like, like... They had this picture on the mantle with the... Like, it looked like a doll. Yeah. That was creepy, too. Yeah, but that's a that, those little those, those little no. porcelain dolls that was on the bed. That was just like, nope, not having it. But so we we had done some dowsing sessions and some and some like spirit box sessions in there, and we really didn't get a lot Friday night. But now Saturday, oh my gosh, it, I don't know if it was just the rain or what, but. That room was absolutely a hot spot. And it, I mean, it was enough that uh, Matt was like, you know, he was telling uh, one of these spirits, he's like, dude, you're going to have to back, back off. off. I mean, you're going to have to back off. You're being too back pushy. Off, man. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, there was, uh, there was a spirit. We never could get his name uh, to come through on any of the spirit box or, huh? He was really loud. Yeah, he was very loud, very pushy. And what I mean by loud is like he just would not. I don't know if you understand the a lot of y'all understand the concept of how dowsing works. But, you know, dowsing, you've got these two copper rods in your hands and um, you're asking questions and you're going to get yes or no answers or you can get some directional answers. But like when the rods cross you yes. get yes, or if they get pushed apart, it's no. Well, there was a lady that they were that was coming in. They were trying to communicate, but this guy, this male spirit, was trying, was, was like, basically no. trying to dominate the no. conversation. And we actually believe that the the female spirit that they were trying to talk to, he may have kind of owned her. I mean, it wasn't like she was a slave. But it was the it was somebody like he had picked her up kind of as a what we were determining maybe as a political favor. Uh, he was she was kind of given to him and she was like his mistress. The um, and he just, but he did not really want her talking to us. So he was he was in there kind of trying to show his clout and push around a little bit. 
you know, and it wasn't anything that you could see visibly, but I mean, there were a few times that you could, the, feel, it. You could feel it. And I, I myself am not super sensitive, but I, I even I felt it. I mean, there were a few times that I mean, I felt the hair literally standing up on the back of my neck and just and just like the le- electrical tingles running down your arms. Powerful. He was a pretty strong spirit. He really was. I mean, and, and it was nothing like necessarily to be afraid of. He wasn't a it was just he was very strong, very dominant. And we didn't get any of that on um, on Friday. Now we uh, we did run into. I think Friday night though, there was a room that was just right across the hall from the private room, and it had this really cool chest. And we I were the chest yet? You said it was important about last time. Though. Yeah, it was. We think all we know is that chest is basically, from what we could tell, had definitely been around because we uh, we have one of the ladies there. Her name's Christina. She's a really sweet lady. I mean, she's just really nice. And she is definitely, she has definitely got a gift for discernment and, um, which is really, really cool because she also is blind. She, uh, I mean, she has, she, she walks with, you know, with the stick and, but she has a way of seeing things that is just absolutely unreal. And so, I mean, she went in and when she, she touched this chest. And I mean, she just started just, you know, getting the history. It felt like she's getting the history and understanding and she could almost see a spirit that was like kind of sitting on that chest and kind of like in the mind's eye. And uh, and we were picking her up on the dowsing rods, asking questions. And apparently, you know, the chest had, you know, had made trip had been made some trips to Europe and you know and this and she was a very uh, very kind of a fun spirit very uh <laughs> um very probably a very ahead of her time because back in the back in those days like in the 1800s you know it was very risque for a woman to show her ankles and she had asked that question because you know, it's like in her mind, she saw the lady, she was, you know, kind of had her ankles out and and it was just um, a very cool conversation that we were having with with this spirit. And then we also went and now last night we was in the dining room. It didn't really get much. The dining room was really flat last night. But now Friday night we had a some really good experiences in the dining. We we had a, a spirit box session going on. To give a little explanation, what a spirit box is, spirit box is kind of like an AM/FM radio with that, but it doesn't have the antenna in it, and it sweeps through the different frequencies. And when if a spirit is trying to communicate, it will you will hear things coming through in just like bits or pieces. And we had a couple of very, very clear answers to questions Friday night in there. We had one, and it was an obvious female voice. We would hit ask a question, and she said, hello. And it was so clear. It was almost like she was in that room with us. I mean, like, instead of talking through the spirit box, it's almost like we heard her voice. It was that clear. And then about another minute and a half later, we heard her say family. 
And it I was. I got that word on my EVP thing, family in that room. You did? Yeah. Oh, well. That, that, so. that kind of corroborates. But it was a very, you know, a very good experience in there. And then, let's see, we went out to the cabin. Nothing happened in the cabin. Night. Now, nothing happened in the cabin last night. But now, Friday night was a whole different, whole different ball of wax. Friday night, we had picked up what um, my friends in the SRS call a, what they call a traveler spirit. One that just, I guess, is just kind of roaming around. Because um, the lady that we were speaking with in there Friday night, and we got some really good spirit box sessions in there, too. And I am going to actually play some of that on the air. Can you still come through and talk to us, please? Well, that just about scared me to death. <laughs> Back again. Do you not have enough energy to stay with us? We'll be back tomorrow. If you can, if you can stay with us, we'd like you to. Yeah, just here. If you can stay here with us. Was it a Sunday? Did it happen on a Sunday? Yes. yes. Yeah. It was after church, wasn't it? Yellow dress. 
Pink? Okay. Looked yellow to me, but okay. I guess. Maybe it was. Was it narrow here? Don't you want us to know? Well, we thank you for telling your story.
Well, we thank you for coming over and talking to us. I think. I think. Yeah. Well, you're welcome to. We'd like to talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. Fine. Fine. What? I said, why not? I thought she said fine. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I'll talk to you. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I'm here. Well, we thank you for, for telling us your story and sharing with us. We're going to turn it off now. Can you say bye? Yeah. Or good night. So, <laughs> but yeah, the story behind the lady that we can tell, she, she had died, had died in a car wreck. And uh, some of the very, some of the words that we picked out was the word like Buick and, um, and Buick. And, you know, and we did, you know, did some short internet searches. And during the time frame that we were kind of picking up, I think, uh, you know, Buick was around and she was, we know that she was wearing a something pink because now, like, cause Matt, he was sensing, cause he's got, he, he's fairly sensitive himself and he was sensing that maybe she was wearing something yellow, but, you know, and when he asked that question, no, she came back and said pink and it was loud and clear on the spirit box. It was a really, really cool interaction there i mean very intelligent very easy to make out and very you know it was just like pretty exciting you know that you're because i think i think this weekend's spirit box interactions was probably was a lot better than the uh the ones with at tipton haynes you agree so the next place I think we're going to talk about is the museum that was downstairs on the very bottom layer of the building. Yes. And both nights there, I felt like were very, very active. And I think I'm going to go back to Friday night because they used a different kind of tool. And I, the name of it leaves me. But what it does, it's about the coolest tool I've ever seen them use. It puts like this laser grid uh, on the uh, on the wall and on the floor area, and they were they were like kind of over by this by this room and this that same corner room that we had some major interaction with last yes. night. Like um, right where like the saddle on display was. That yeah, saddle? that saddle yeah. that was on display. You're right. Uh, so Matt and Tori were sitting there on the floor in that laser grid and they were doing a, a spirit box session and they were using a method called the Estes method. The Estes method is a method that tries to keep from having contaminated answers. So what it is you have these noise cancellation headsets that are put on your ears and you're attached to the spirit box and you're hearing what, what's coming out of the box but you can't hear anything. You didn't. You can't hear what the what the other person or people are asking. So they were sitting there and they were answering questions. And Matt was like, "I feel something right here on my left arm," and just like he's like, "You need to back up." 
You know, he was definitely having to set some boundaries. But in this laser grid on the floor, I was standing back behind it and I was looking down and you could see there was some kind of motion coming in off of his off of his left arm. So I'm so if I'm facing him, it was on to my right and it was coming out of this this dark room. And we'll get to that a little more on that on Saturday night. But he was talking and just like, I mean, that box was going crazy. I mean, lighting up that there was something breaking that laser grid. It was really, really cool. And then moving on to last night in that same spot, we had um, a couple of a couple of girls there. Um, one found out that she was extraordinarily sensitive and empath, I think, right? and very empathic. So she was able to pick up like on emotions and things. And they'd had her on the rods and we put in her and she was, you know, really feeling um, kind of feeling, you know, just feeling it and just, you know, getting some good interactions. Um, and it turns out that she may that she kind of had made a link with that spirit because they may have had a shared medical condition. and. Since I'm not going to give anybody's names out other than people that work with SRS, and she was another guest, she was diabetic, and we were thinking that maybe the spirit in life was diabetic. And some of the weird things that even I experienced there uh, was I I started I smell I was smelling some smells, and I smelled what I said smelled like alcohol. I was like, I smelled it. I think. Yeah. I don't know what it was though. I was like, I was like, I'm smelling like kind of like a, and they asked, was it rubbing alcohol or drinking alcohol? I said, smell like drinking alcohol. Um, and they said, well, that's kind of consistent because with people who are diabetic, you know, they kind of, you know, it's kind of like that. So I, I could definitely, I was definitely picking up those scents. And uh, in other areas too, we kept picking up the sense of perfume. Yes, I never I could get the I perfume. Get, I got it was just like a sweet smell, sort of. Yeah, I never could get the perfume, but Brady was able to get the, the perfume smell. I mean, like I smelled it in the doll room. In the doll room? I hate the doll room. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't real fond of those dolls. But then also there was another lady there last night who was also very empathic, and you and she had definitely she had definitely been in touch with her, um, her abilities for quite a while because she could really pick up on the emotions. And it turns out that that very room was a room where I think they had kept some slaves locked in there back in, you know, before the civil war times. And, you know, she was, and she was a guest on the hunt. She wasn't like one of the uh, investigators, you know, and she was very, I mean, she was picking up on that very strong emotion and it was really, I mean, it was tearing her up. I mean, just I mean, like very, she starting, like, to cry yeah, she was like getting very teary and very, you know, um, emotional. And so it was a very, very strong experience right there to kind of lighten things up. 
back on the other side of the building, back where the barbershop at one time had been, we were picking up the spirit of a little uh, African-American boy. I think it was Robert. But he was he was very chatty Friday night. Very, very chatty. You didn't get him on Saturday, did we? Uh, no, no, I don't think we did. But um, Friday night we did. And he was very chatty. Uh, and just a very, you know, on the dowsing rods and just seemed like a very, very sweet spirit, really. He like he liked to play, which now I remember you got on your. Um, Sarah Ann, but I got Julian. No, I'm talking about downstairs. You got the word play. Yes, I did. Yeah. And that really fit in with the, fr- the Friday night with the kid down there. You like to play with marbles? You like to play with marbles. And they're actually going to bring some marbles in and leave them for him uh, to play with from time to time if he uh, feels like moving things around. Then, uh, yeah, move. That was, yeah, you got, we think the, that was back up on the second floor with that room yeah. with the chest. We think, yeah, her name was Sarah Ann. And on my EVP, I got Julianne, which is close enough. Well, yeah, because it interpreted, but I mean, you got definitely got the end part. Yeah, and but and we think somehow she was associated with that really strong spirit. That was the male strong spirit that I mean, we were getting. It wasn't her father, was it? No, no, no it okay. wasn't. Finally, or not finally, but back in we went back into another room on the uh, second floor. The second floor there the was at the no, that's the third floor. Actually, it's the third floor. Yeah. And, and it was like an office space that that they're using now. And that space, that was where we think the spirit that was trying to talk to us back in the bedroom that was being kind of pushed out. We think that may have been her room. And because we were getting we were getting the perfume smells. Yes. And she she finally became very chatty in there. She finally kind of felt safe enough to chat. And then he came. And she really. Yeah. But she really latched on. And I say that not in a sense of an attachment, sense, but she really was communicating through this this girl that who really found out that she had a strong um, sensitivity because I mean her the the rods were really working well with her, and we'd found out yeah that that's when we found out that we thought that maybe she was bartered for in like a political power deal. Kind of thing. Yeah, we already talked about that part earlier. Yeah, but that's that was the room where we found that out. Yes, and then and, he came out. and then he yes, that strong spirit came back, and it felt like he was trying to stop her from answering questions because he it's almost like they were fighting over the dowsing rods, and Matt realized that you know things were starting to get out of hand on that. And you know he had he had the girl break the connection right then and there. Because I mean the rods were being pulled and like they don't like uh, they don't do like they stop it if the rods start being pulled, right? Yeah, if the rods are starting to be more like pulled, you know, rather than just moving with the flow of the conversation, they uh, so they stop the conversation there. Then the uh, last room that we went to. Was we went down to the parlor. Yes. And, and that was where the other Matthew, well, we met his 
like best friend is a ghost of spirit, <laughs> yeah. Landon. Yeah, we, Matt. Uh, we have another Matt there, and he is actually one of the directors at Tipton Haynes Historical Site, and he he comes out with SRS and does uh, some of their uh, hunts with them, and he's 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 pretty sensitive, and but it seems like he he is very locked in. Seems like. Uh, Tipton Haynes has like will like follow him around because we were actually picking up Colonel John Tipton, not Tipton Haynes, but yeah, Colonel John Tipton with him last night, which it does fit because there was he definitely had a few altercations in Jonesboro with one of his political, I guess, rivals. Yes. Uh. To the point where they were actually in a duel, sort of. Well, not in a duel. They got into a fist fight, and then he shot him. And then he shot him in the leg, and that is how Colonel John Tipton what got removed from the Methodist ministry. But anyways, yeah, that we had that going on last night, and then Friday night, I was able to pick up myself. Because that room, it was kind of like it was a, a parlor room, and that they, they said you know men would come in there, you know sometimes to smoke cigars, things like that. And I actually picked up the scent of a cigar Friday night, and this is the first time I have ever picked up scents at a um, at a paranormal investigation. So that was for me that was pretty neat, and but that's pretty much that's pretty much it. That was. That was, I mean, kind of, I guess, paraphrasing as or as giving as much detail as I can. You know, trying to remember some of the things. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that was significant no. that happened on those two nights. And I think that pretty much wraps it up. But it was a really, a really good two nights of hunting. And I know in May, they're going to be going back to, or not going back to, but I think they're going to Rocky Mount to do a ghost hunt there. And I intend on I intend on going to that one, too. And so do I. And, you know, to see what we can learn about that. Because a lot of these sites like Tipton Haynes, Rocky Mount, and sites here in Jonesboro, they, they all have some links to each other. But folks, I really uh, appreciate all that um, y'all do for the show. Thank y'all for listening to us uh, talk about our um, ghost hunt. I will um, also we'll try to um, get through a ton of footage. I'd say we have probably got at least two nice. hours or more of footage, and I, I intend to put it up on um patreon to uh to watch and i will be i will be sharing some clips and stuff on facebook because i mean i don't want those who can't um do the, to be left out but um yeah there's some there were some really good times to be had and if you would want to join us on a ghost hunt you know i will keep you posted on dates uh, i know the uh, these these slots sell out fast, and I think the uh, Rocky Mount one is mid May, and I think if you call out there, you can get on 
to the hunt. Well, folks, uh, I hope y'all have a great rest of the week, and I will be seeing you all later. Good night, and God bless, my friends.